Just Our Real Estate, episode number 171. All right, welcome and thank you for joining me here on Just Our Real Estate. If you're new to the show, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Mike Simmons. I am your host and I am thrilled to be with you here today. I'm excited that you choose to spend time here and uh, I can't tell you what that means to me. Before we get started, I would like to ask one small favor and I've talked about this before on the show so I'm going to make it quick. I really would appreciate it if you would go to iTunes and give me a rating and review. It goes a long, long way to helping the show. It helps me get found easier and it helps me help other real estate investors with their business much, much easier. It's always better when I can reach more people. That way I can help more people. So if you can, if you get a moment, you could even stop right now, put it on pause, go to iTunes, give me a rating and review. I would really appreciate it. Okay, let's get into the show. All right, guys, thank you for joining me on another Quick Point episode. Today, in this episode, I'm going to share with you the absolute worst applicant I have ever dealt with while trying to uh, lease my rental property. So I'm calling this episode the worst applicant I've ever had, and it's for good reason. Needless to say, I'll not be choosing this person to, to lease my property, but I thought it was interesting enough to share it here on the podcast and, and, and kind of let you know what you could encounter as a buy and hold investor. Now, I'm a, I'm a house flipper mostly, primarily, but I am starting to do more buy and hold investment properties. So I wouldn't necessarily classify myself as a buy and hold investor, but I definitely do some rentals and I'm doing them a little bit more heavily now than I ever have in the past. So uh, I'm going to share with you because I think it's funny. Uh, I'm still kind of at the point where I, I want to screen all of the tenants myself personally. I, I don't have so many rentals that that is you know, out of the question. Um, sometimes people have management companies that do that. I'm not using a management company. I'm doing it myself. It's my house, and I want to kind of have control of that process. At least right now, maybe at some point down the road, I would download that, but I want to do it myself right now. So I am currently in the process of leasing one of my properties, and like I said, I'm starting to ramp up my the buy and hold portion of my business, and I've shown several people my available property, and I've collected some rental applications. And just as a side note, so you know, uh, in the future here, I'm going to be kind of sharing that process with you in terms of the rental application process, and I'm gonna have my go-to company for background checks, uh, Rent Prep. Uh, check all of the applications and go through that with me. And I'm going to share some of that with you here on the air. And they also have a podcast over there at Rent Prep. And I will be sharing what's happening with my rental over on their podcast as well. So you'll get to kind of be a fly on the wall for some of that activity, which should be pretty interesting as well. But I'm going to give you just a little sneak peek into this applicant because it's not all about what they said or did on their application. It's more how they presented themselves and the information that they voluntarily shared with me when they were doing a walkthrough of my house. So this is gonna be cool. And you know, there's been a variety of people and personalities who have come through and looked at the house, but this one family sort of stood out as being very unique. All right, I'll say they were unique to be very politically correct here, but 
They were interesting. They essentially did almost everything wrong that they could do during the walkthrough and so far the application process. This is, this is an ongoing per thing right now. This is very, very current. My last communication with them literally was like an hour ago through email. So this isn't a, a done deal. They could continue to shoot themselves in the foot, I guess. I mean, there's no way I'm going to rent to them. I just haven't closed the book on it yet because I wasn't to that point to even tell anyone that I went with someone else. And I haven't chosen anyone anyone yet, but just based on the, what's happened to, to this point, I'm not going to choose them, but I just haven't formally let them know that yet. So, like I said, I'm, I'm not leased the house yet, um, so I'm still kind of engaged with this this client or the, not client, certainly not a client, but this applicant. Um, so I'm going to share with you. There's I've listed six just major problems so far in the way they've presented themselves or in the things that they have said or done um, with this application process. So I'll, I'll share with you those six things and these are like the things that have gone wrong so far. I might even be able to add to this list since the, the, the whole saga has not completed yet. All right, number one, <clears throat> they showed up 30 minutes early to look at the house. Now you might hear that and go, oh, well, it's good to be early. It's better to be early than late. And I would agree with that. And I think being five minutes, 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes early is okay. But when you start getting there 30 minutes early, that's almost as bad as being late, in my opinion. It's very inconvenient. Um, the appointment was at 7.30. I got there at 7.00. And there was a couple things I wanted to do in the house before anyone showed up. And I figured I had at least 15 to 20 minutes before anyone would be there. And if history has shown me anything, I had much more time than that because most people are late. So I got there and no sooner did I turn the key in the door than they pulled up. And I said politely, oh, I introduced myself and they introduced themselves. And I said, I'm sorry, are you early? And they said, no, no, we're not. The, 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 the appointment was at 7. Well, I have an email that shows what time the appointment was, and I was super tempted to pull my iPhone out and show them the email that showed them that they are 30 minutes early, but I thought, eh, it's not, it's not that important. I'm here. Okay, they're early. That's fine. I, I, that's fine. I, I'll make this work. So I apologized that the lights weren't on, and I apologized that I had just walked in the door myself, and so they, they came in, and they were in the home for 30 seconds, and I said, as a standard practice, I always ask people, why are you looking for a new place to live? Why are you moving from your current residence? And when I, when I ask that question, immediately the husband pipes in and says, we're moving because our current land hole, landlord is an a-hole. I won't say the whole word just in case there's kids listening, but... Essentially, they said their current landlord's an a-hole, so they're moving. So that, that was strike number two for me. Um, you know, that's not what you want to hear as a landlord looking to potentially rent to them. That that's you know basically you know how they react and how they how they look at their landlord. And and that person may well be a bad uh, landlord, but it's it's certainly not something you say thirty seconds after meeting your next potential landlord. Okay, so that was number two. Number three, again, within two minutes of being in the house. Now, my ad that I put out there for this property said I would consider a dog. I would prefer no pets, but I would consider a dog. 
they told me just after being there a few minutes that they have three large breed dogs. Now, the house that I'm uh, renting out is not like a 3,000 square foot house, sprawling house. It's it's a 1,600 foot tri-level house, meaning there are three uh, living levels or three levels that you can you know, interact on. There's no basement. So there's a lower level that's, that's you know, a living space, a middle level, and then an upstairs with, with rooms. So essentially what I'm getting at is this isn't a humongous house with just a ton, a ton of square footage for dogs to be able to move around. And they didn't have one dog, which I said I would consider. They didn't have two dogs. They had three large breed dogs, German Shepherd, a Rottweiler, and, and a Lab. I mean, they're not even like docile dogs. These are like dogs that have a lot of energy and potentially could make a lot of mess and destroy things. So I'm a huge dog lover. I have a dog. I love them. But three large breed dogs in a in a rental uh, property is not ideal at all. So that was number three. The fourth thing, I, I let them know that I have a, a rental application that I would require them to fill out to even be considered. And the, the wife immediately tells me, oh, no, 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 we don't need to fill that out. We have our own application that we filled out and it probably has all the same information so maybe you can just use that and i had to politely inform her that i i have my own application and in order to compare them to other applicants apples to apples i would need them to fill out my application which i know is thorough and covers all the bases i don't know what application she was using or where she got it i'm sure it would have had a lot of the information but interesting that I was asking her to fill out my application and there was some pushback there that why wouldn't my application be good enough? So already kind of that combative, argumentative, can't follow the rules kind kind of an attitude going on. And, you know, it was just another red flag for me. So that was interesting. And then the next thing is that they inform me that the husband is currently unemployed because he's suing his employer. Now, that happens. It's not necessarily by itself a, a big thing or or unheard of that someone would have to, you know, be forced into litigation against their employer, but as we're stacking up all these things, I see that they're you know, among other things, they're litigious with their employer, so you know, he's out of work, he's not getting a paycheck, and he's suing, and they didn't know when the case was going to be over or how it was going to come out. So, you know, there's some question about income there all of a sudden and the reliability of them being able to pay. So that was number five. The last thing so far is when I, I inform them that they need to pay a non-refundable application fee and that that application fee was going to be used um, to do all of the background checks. I, I Like I said, I use rent prep and they have very reasonable fees that they charge to do the work that they do. And I am passing that application fee on to the applicants and for a couple reasons. Number one, I, I just don't think that that's something I should have to pay. But number two, it also sort of weeds out people who maybe aren't serious enough and they're just throwing applications at every house they go at or go to and, and they're not really serious. So it's it's another way for me to, to make sure someone's serious and they, if they put down a little bit of money, it shows that they're at least really interested. So I, I let them know that there is a non-refundable application fee and I was told that they would pay that, but they would only pay it if they were accepted as a tenant. 
So in other words, the non-refundable fee that I use to have their application and their background uh, checked, um, they would only pay it if and when I chose them as a tenant. So I, I just, I, I didn't, I, try, I tried to explain if every one of the applicants did that, if they all required that or refused to pay that up front, then I would have to pay for all those applications and I would only get reimbursed for one. And, and that isn't the way that it was going to work. But um, they let me know that they just, they, they weren't willing to pay that application fee up front. So that pretty much severed it. And it gave me a very good reason to say that it's severed, but um, I, I just haven't got it. got a chance to inform them. I just got that email from them. So uh, I'm going to have to let them know that, but very interesting, very unique situation, kind of a, a crazy, you know, application walkthrough process that I had there with a, a family that was um, interesting to say the least uh, when I when I was in, in with them in person, and then the application process was was also um, pretty interesting. So, you know, most applicants will be much better than this. So don't get too freaked out if you want to be a buy and hold investor or you are a buy and hold investor and you're like, oh my gosh, I, I don't want to ever deal with that. You know, it happens. You're gonna get every once in a while get just kind of you know, crazy situation. Um, and I have no doubt that it would be a horrible mistake for me to rent the property to this particular applicant. You should always use good judgment as one of the factors when choosing a tenant. The application process is invaluable and you should, you know, very heavily weigh the application process and, and what comes back from the background checks. That should weigh very heavily in your decision making about who you're going to rent to. But even a good application that gives you a bad gut feeling should be very scrutinized and you should really listen to your gut when you get a bad feeling about somebody or something in this business. Okay, that's all I have for today. Good luck with your rentals. Until next time. Okay, guys, one last thing before you go. I'd like to ask you a favor. I'd like you to think about the one thing in your business that you struggle with, something that you really need help with, something that you think I might be able to help you get past, a hurdle, a question, just something that plagues you when you're trying to move forward in your business, and let me know what it is. Shoot me an email at mike at juststartrealestate.com and put the subject line help and tell me what it is that's keeping you from taking the next step, that's keeping you from propelling your business forward or what's keeping you from getting started. What piece of information, what what thing is, is sort of holding you back from doing what you wanna do in this business? I really wanna know, I really wanna create solutions for your problems and I can only do that if you tell me what your problems are, I truly want to help. Please send me an email at mike at juststartrealestate.com. Subject, help, and let me know what it is that's holding you back. Until next time, if investing in real estate is your dream, there's only one way you can make it a reality. Just start. 